champions. Third, very third edition of Bears on Tap here after preseason game number two. I just want to make sure everybody goes and checks out the ontapsportsnet.com for all your uh, sports literature need and check out all the podcasts we have. And with that, the preseason game two is in the books. It is a Friday night here with uh, Brandon Suarez, and we are going to hit a Crack them for Bears football in a Friday night. Oh, man. Ooh. There you go, Brandon. What so a, let's long, get started what here, a man. long night, Aaron. What a long <laughs> night. So I, for let's the first started. time, I, for the first time in a long time, had a Friday night off work. What do you know? I'm going to go with the Bears game. And, you know, it's preseason, so I'm not too invested in it, but I still want to see a win. But what I saw tonight was, you know, the defense getting gashed up the middle. You saw some bad penalties, some bad uh, man coverage opportunities by John Franklin and Duke Shelley. Um, I did see an opportunity, you know, for Duke Shelley to fall on a ball and said he tried to spin score. You know, the Giants picked that ball back up. Um, as far as the offense goes, they didn't give the defense too much to work with, so the defense was, again, out on the field more than bargained for, and they were also given multiple times where they were in their own uh, side of the – on their own side of the field. Um and basically, when you're starting with the on the 30, 40, you know, your own 30 or 40, and the, the Giants, you know, whether it's Daniel Jones or Kyle Laletta or Alex Taney out there, they were able to get the job done. But uh, yeah, a slew of bad plays by John Franklin, that one was called back, I believe, play after he was scored a touchdown on by T.J. Jones. Um, Again, it wasn't, you know, a game that you wanted to see. There was a lot of stupid penalties, false starts, offsides, stuff like that. Uh, I did see some good plays out of Sherrick McManus. He played well on the defensive side at the safety position. Clifton Duck made, a, you know, a, an, an exciting play, to say the least, stopped a touchdown. If we would have had that last year against the Philadelphia Eagles, we would have had a little bit longer of a season. But that was a great play to see, you know, the undrafted free agent rookie, you know, come out get an interruption on the goal line and take it back for about 50, 60 yards to set up a Bears score. Uh, last week, I had mentioned that Javon Wims was going to have a breakout game. He didn't see too much action. I believe he only played the first two quarters, but uh, he did have uh, 64 yards receiving. Um, obviously, none of the starters dropped. It was actually quite a sight to see. Uh, for all the starters and all the stars, the team to just be sitting there with their jersey on and no pads. Um, but he did see... Uh, a couple good plays from uh, James Vaughters, defensive end. Uh, he had a strip sack fumble uh, that was very Khalil Mack-esque. I was not able to listen to Aaron and Buzz broadcast due to where I was for the game, uh, but me and Aaron were thinking the same thing on that. So with that being said, I'm going to let Aaron take it with some of his thoughts on tonight's game. So what I was going to say, Brandon, is you hit the nail on the head in the beginning is the time of possession. I know it's preseason and, and we're not really supposed to care as much, but time of possession was 34 minutes and 54 seconds for New York and 25 minutes and six seconds for the Bears. That is absolutely sad. Um, you had a couple, like you said, too, <clears throat> you had a couple takeaways, you know, for the Bears. I think they said that five total takeaways um or not takeaways, but, you know, um, turnovers. Turn, Yeah, thank you. Turnovers caused by the Bears. And 
you know, they, they keep this pressure on. They do look good. Um, you know, one of the highlights of the night was that Clifton Duck interception after he had gotten hurtled over by Rod Smith, of all people. But, you know, I talked earlier on that um, during our, you know, broadcast. But, you know, I, I'm still impressed with him. I don't know if he's going to earn himself a complete roster spot yet. But um, he's fighting for it, and it could be something that maybe he ends up on the practice squad. I'm I'm high on him. Uh, Vauders looked well. I totally missed on my call from last week with, uh, I think, this being a potential, um, you know, tight end day because we didn't see anything really from any of the tight ends at all. Um, the only thing we you saw, saw we saw nothing on the offensive side, man. They had like 155 total yards. Yet again, that's but like I said last week, it's. This offense, how are you not moving the ball with, you know, veteran, you know, quarterbacks back there? And that's concern for a lot of people out there thinking that, you know, we need a better backup. But remember, Chase went one and one last year. Um, you also aren't showing much against this team because you do play them in November, at the end of November this year in Chicago. So you're not showing them much of what you're going to do. I, I would say that... 98% of the offensive plays that were ran tonight were ran out of shotgun. Yes. And I'm pretty sure we're not going to see a lot of that. It's kind of like, you know, you're not going to see Mitch. You're going to see Mitch run shotgun, but you're going to also see Mitch run out of, you know, under the center because Mitch can move. You have Chase Daniel, who is 75 million years old and he can't move that well. And Tyler Bray, who's six foot six and can't get past anybody. So, you're going to play them in a spot where it's going to, you know, you're going to help them out being able to see the field and not try to drop back all the time. Um, but yeah, there was, there was some concern with it. We are happy that we end this game with little to no injuries. The only injury I think we saw was uh, Richard Coward with an uh, elbow injury, friendly fire. Um, hopefully he's okay. Um, not sure. I haven't seen anything yet officially on what that one is. But yet again, like you said, no starters played, so everybody ends up being healthy. Um, you know, it's a good time for that. And then, you know, everybody's still fighting. Javon Wims, great game. Marvin Hall uh, got overthrown a bunch by both Daniel and Bray, so... You feel for him, but he also made a couple of boneheaded plays. I mean, what's your thought on him there, Brandon? Yeah, me and my brother, who I actually watched the game with, uh, he, he doesn't know as much about the Bears as we do, and he goes, who's buddy? He's getting cut for sure. <laughs> That's just the type of stuff my brother says when he's watching football. Uh, it was a wild scene. Taquan also did not have a good game. As far as the offense goes, the two lone bright spots of the game, I believe, were Ryan Nall and Javon Wims. Uh, Kareth White did have a touchdown, but he did not have the yards per carry success. But all the line, especially towards the end of the game, really, it really was fall apart. They were allowing a lot of penetration from the defensive line, blitzing linebackers, stuff like that. So the line up front did not look up to par today. So it was kind of hard to get a gauge on where the offense was. If you look at Daniel and Bray's stats, uh, they combined for 156 yards. Um, it wasn't like you know, they, they weren't presented with too much. They were under pressure all day. Uh, you, you had mentioned something about the time of possession as well as I did, and it was one of those things where 
every single time the Bears went out, it seemed like it was a three and out. I think I saw Pat O'Donnell more than anybody else. So that's something that you do not want to see when watching any football game. Even if we're not scoring points, you want to see these drives develop into something and get more plays because as a preseason player, you look at it like this. If I'm getting a three and out, that's less of an opportunity that I have to showcase myself. Even if we don't score on the drive, say we extend it, you know, six, seven plays, move halfway down the field, every single it counts for all these guys that are on the fringe of making the roster and even the practice squad. So, And at the end of the day, too, Aaron, you also said, you know, last week it was a great point that you brought up. This is an audition for potentially being on a new team or playing in the CL or another football opportunity. This preseason opportunity for these players is something that should not be taken for granted. And, you know, the, you know, the starters play, their money's already made, they're guaranteed, you know, they're ready to rock for the season. But these bottom half of the roster guys, you are seeing Sid Hart, some high intensity, some effort, but we want to see it translate on the football field. Um, one thing that I did bring up, uh, T.J. Jones was having his way with John Franklin today. And, you know, John Franklin did have a good game last week. It's one of those, you know, areas corner this the backup corner position that we have to make sure is solidified because if fuller or makamura goes down or even buster screen you want to make sure tolliver can stop in shelly can you know step in even if you have clifton duck on the roster which i think after you know the way he played tonight he's making a very good case to at least be on the practice squad for this year um the broadcasters that were on the game tonight did bring up you know they had said you know 510 170 he's a little undersized but we've seen this before in the NFL. It's it's not something that's uncommon. Darren Sproles has played the league for, I believe, 13 years. So with that being said, you know, I saw some, again, I saw some good things. I saw some bad things, obviously, way more bad things than good things. But Vauders, he did look very good tonight. Uh, they did give him player of the game. Uh, Shelly, I did see. I know that's your boy, Aaron. I was a little disappointed with on the first touchdown and then, you know, later in the game, they were picking on him in man coverage situations. But, you know, those are the reps that you need in the preseason as a rookie. So, you know, all work is good work, as they say, I guess. So what I was going to say is, so the the concerning thing to me is you, you named them. And we have a little bit of depth, but you have the top four, four corners on your team in Fuller, Amukamura, um, Buster Screen, and... I'm drawing a. I, all of a sudden, I'm drawing a blank on all four of them. I I would go out on a limb and say that fourth corner right now is Tolliver. Okay, so you're saying Tolliver's your fourth. So, so what is it? So we've got Fuller, um, Prince of Mukamura, um, Buster Screen, Tolliver, Duke Shelley, and then you have a a sixth one. They'll probably carry it's a sixth defensive back, maybe not a corner on the practice squad. I would believe. Because my concern is uh, Tolliver got carried into the end zone or on a, a slant play that was a first down. That scared the daylight out of me that whoever caught that one, I think it was Latimer for the Giants. It might have Cody been. Cody Latimer, yeah. He got carried on the dude's back. I mean, you, you, you can't have that happen. Tolliver's supposed to be a better player than this. Um, I, I mean... I'm not too concerned, overly concerned about the depth of this team. Yet again, Duke Shelley goes out. Duke, he plays pretty well. He, yet again, on special teams, he's like the first guy there a lot of the time. So I'm impressed with him in that aspect of it. Um, he'll continue to grow. He's going to be okay. You know, my other good 
my other favorite point of the night is yet again, we're still not sure what we're doing in the kicker aspect of things because Eddie Panero goes two for two, doesn't get any field goal attempts. Um, Elliot Fry misses a 47 yard kick to the left. And, you know, I think it, it, to me, yet again, it's just the repeat of last week where, you know, um, Eddie Panero missed his 48 yard kick and Fry makes his kick. So now we're in a place where like, okay, well, one makes them and one's missing them. So we've, we've got this issue past 45 yards, it seems. Um, so I guess next week we'll see, but it's interesting to me that, uh, they're trotting out two weeks in a row. Um, Eddie Panero comes out as the first kicker. So if that's maybe a t- telltale sign as to where they're leaning, maybe since he's the first kicker out, but a lot of good things from some people, you know, I, I think really whims locks in a roster spot almost now. I think if he wasn't already locked as it was before, um, you know, and, and some players played well. Kwiatkowski, in my eye, played well. He tackled. You know, you just have to play him in the right spot. Um, now, to go off here a little bit, because I I cannot stand a certain player anymore. And I couldn't stand him since last season. I am completely done with Taquan Mizell. I cannot see him in a Bears uniform anymore. You're playing wide receiver. You're a converted from running back from last season, and you fumble on two plays in the same quarter tonight, and they were terrible fumbles. The second one, you had your arms wide out, and, and, and I didn't know what you were doing. What, what idea do you have to stick your arms out like that and it get punched, or not even punched out, you just drop it? You know, in the second, in the first one, he was falling to the ground, got up. He need the ball with his left knee to his right arm, and they were talking on, on the t- you know, on TV tonight that, oh, maybe it got punched out by the defensive tackle. And I was like, no, he hit it out on his own self. You got to control that ball. Good luck somewhere else. I hope when I wake up tomorrow morning, that I see that you're cut, or sometime this week, because I, I cannot see you you know, on, on that roster anymore. Give me more, you know, Williams Lambert or some Joe Walker or some crazy BS like that. I, I cannot deal with you anymore. It, I'm done. I'm over him. I have no more to say about him. Give me more Kareth White. You know, poor guy had a 103-yard kick return that got called back because of Franklin and looked pretty well. I don't like him running up the middle, though. He's too small for it, but good job on your touchdown, and he should have ended the night with two. Um, my player of the game, though, went to Wims. I just thought he caught everything. He made great catches. You know, Vauders played well, but I think Wims played better with the, uh, what was it, five receptions, 64 yards or something like that. That was a better run in my eyes. Uh, I yeah. mean, what do you think, Brandon? He had five for 60 from Gentry, who is our practice squad hero, looked pretty good tonight as well. Um, yeah, I mean, Kareth White is just, he's not your prototype running back size. So, yeah, between the tackles, I mean, he is 200 pounds, but I just don't like him running between the tackles. And maybe that's with the second string line there. Maybe he'll have a little bit more success with, you know, our original line in there. But I believe he's someone that you can use in certain packages trick plays, stuff like that, they'll find, you know, some way 
utilize his athletic ability. Um, one thing that was brought up on the broadcast tonight, too, that was interesting is Ryan Nall being brought on to play uh, fullback. So I thought I thought that was a pretty interesting point. Um, you know, Matt Nagy will find a way to get you on his roster any way he can, no matter what position you are listed on said roster. You know, uh, I, I've, I've been saying that now for about a week and a half, just watching him, and then they did a couple of things with him in camp at fullback, and you know what? That's fine. You, you get him in there. It's a big running back. We need a big body running back. My concern is, can he truly run it up the middle, though? You know, is, is he going to be yeah. able to be a pounder down the, you know, down the seat, you know, down straight through the middle when, you know, it's needed, stuff like that? True, I'm but, not, you know, what, you know, what I saw tonight is, and, you know, when they teach running back at a young age, you get the ball, you're in the middle of the field, you get to the hash, you get to the number, you get to the sideline, ball tucked to the sideline, and I saw all that tonight. Ryan Nall definitely had a great game. Um, other than that, yeah, it was basically the Ryan Nall, Javon Wims, and Tanner Gentry show. Huge he did three. have, he did have two plays that concerned me, though, that there was one where he got, he would have got annihilated because... Bray was staring down the left side of the field and then like turned and threw it at him really fast and like yeah Nall wasn't looking and that's that's the the issue for you know it wasn't on Nall it was on you know uh Bray that would have got him absolutely murdered for it but you know there there was one though that he had where he should have caught it but you know his hands aren't bad so to see him do what he does hopefully he can continue everything but it's going to be tough to see what they do with this roster because you got a lot of spots filled. It's just going to be interesting to see where they make some slight moves to get some players on because, you know, Wims isn't going anywhere, so I don't think people have anything to fear about him right now. I just think, you know, potentially um, – Maybe Nall has done too much now for him to sit on a practice squad, maybe. I, I'm not too sure. What's your thoughts, Brandon? Yeah, I really do want to see Javon Wims on the regular roster this year. I think he's proved it. He's earned it. Um, as far as the practice squad shapes up, you got to figure they're going to have a spot for Tyler Bray unless he otherwise proves that he doesn't deserve that spot. They'll probably carry one offensive lineman, one defensive lineman, maybe a DB, a receiver. What are we at right there? Is that five or six? Uh, I did not count. <laughs> I'm going to start from scratch. So we got Tyler Bray, 100% lock, practice squad more than likely. Uh, you got a running back, maybe a running back if they have, you know, Nall doesn't make the regular roster. I think Nall is at least solidified on the practice squad. They'll probably carry a receiver, O-line, D-line, so that's five, and a cornerback, or a defensive back. I won't just say a cornerback. So that leaves two spots. And with the way that the kicking situation is set up, you know, it's one of those areas where you may have a kicker on your practice squad every week just to keep that fire under your starting kicker's butt to make sure that he's out there doing his well, job. But you only mentioned seven. I got one more. Just a wild card player, whoever, <laughs> whatever guy earns it from that. Well, point. it's, but here's the thing though: you can carry eleven, because it's it's ten with uh, a one spot for an international player. Who would that? The uh, Williams Lambert, the Canadian guy. Oh, uh, would you put him on it? I mean, I don't know who else do we have that's international. You know. Well, I don't know. I I'd have to actually. 
uh, do some digging and see if how the international one works. But yeah, so ten spots, I could see. You know, uh, there's nobody, uh-huh. nobody in the safety group that I think you're putting there because I think that's pretty much locked up. You know, you're obviously you've got Eddie Big Jackson, Ha Ha, Dion Sims, McManus. Deion, yeah, Deion Bush and then McManus, yeah. And then probably DeAndre Houston Carson. Minty, um, Minty played well tonight, though. Minty played uh, well. Minty got pulled over in one play, and I was like, ha-ha. Or no, it was his. There, was, no, yeah, there was one seven. There was one where, where he did get trucked, but he, he played well in coverage tonight. He did a drop and interception, but he did finish the night with four tackles. Yeah, I think you're, you're talking probably filling one with a, a, technically a cornerback. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's a, he's a tweener. He can play both. So that, you know, and that's those things where you, if you're a practice squad player and you can play multiple positions, that just ups your value. Yeah. It'll be an interesting thing to see what happens, but, um, yeah, I'm not too sure what their, what their practice squad will look like. Obviously Bray want, you know, Bray will most likely be back on it unless they go a different route. But, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty straightforward on that front. There's not much, um, that happened during that game and just as a heads up there ain't gonna be much happening in the next two games either because i i highly doubt you see any starters um you also have this issue going on currently with the team per se i don't know where they're gonna end up with uh kyle long's tirade or whatever their supposed <laughs> issue is with him taking his helmet off and beating the rookie defensive end with it um I love it. I mean, straight up, I love it. That just the fire. It shows you he's got some fire. Um, and the rookie probably did something wrong. You know, Kyle Long's just not gonna take somebody out like that for no reason. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to see what's going on with him. I don't know what they'll do. I I wouldn't expect much. Um, yeah, and everybody's pretty much all your starters are gonna sit until week one when we walk into Green Bay. So. Really, with that, um, what do we got next week, Brandon? We got we got two more preseason games left. Who we got next week? Uh, yeah, so next weekend we got the Indianapolis Colts in uh, Indianapolis. It's on Saturday at 6 p.m., uh, August 24th. And, yeah, no starters in that game. One thing I did want to bring up from tonight's game, though, is uh, a great game, but I did like seeing some of the leadership qualities out of Iggy. Definitely don't know the proper way to pronounce his last name, but Iggy. Agreed. I, I definitely agree with you. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to disrespect him or botch it, but he had a great game tonight. That's uh, that's uh, one of those guys that you know, they got him last year, I believe, in the fourth round. He kind of hung around. And Incorrect. Oh, no, well, sorry. Wrong. Yeah, I'm, was, I'm wrong. Never four, mind. Was it was fourth thinking, round? I'd have to look it up because I was, I was thinking I was having a discussion with uh, – buzz during the show we were trying he he bet me that he knew what round kylie fitz was drafted in and uh he got that right i was actually surprised on that yeah i think you, no you I, hate it, to see it fourth round 15th pick western kentucky hilltopper my guy oh he was there okay I yeah. Thought maybe fifth. yeah he was a fourth rounder we're good at fourth round picks you gotta love ryan pace fourth round picks year in year out yeah i i mean you know we'll we'll wrap up this last this this game from tonight but you know a lot of these guys they do they do show up the one issue i had uh because he did get up gingerly at one point was roy robertson harris was out there way too long um i I could i could have done without him being past the first quarter really 
there's no reason for him to be out there. Um, you know, but it's nice to see some of these other guys getting, you know, some shine. Kylie Fitz looked okay. Iggy looked okay. You know, I think we'll be all right with some of these guys still from last year. I will say Bullard was the one to jump on that one fumble early in the game. So good awareness by him. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's all I got for tonight's game. Is there anything, any final thoughts there, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just got to put this one behind you, but, uh, as far as next week goes, most of the times when you see NFL teams, they usually put their starters out for week three. We won't see that. Uh, you want to see a good game out of Kareth White. You want to see Javon Wims ball out. Uh, maybe we'll pull some more of Deion Bush, some Kwiatkowski, some Iggy. Uh, Jobs played well again tonight, but uh, the one thing that is the most important thing, I think, going into week three, we're basically at a stalemate in the kicking game. So you want to see either Elliott Fry or Eddie Pinero make a move on making that 53-man roster at the end of the day. So I think the kicking thing is most important in weeks three and four of the preseason, and they'll be indoors next week, so there's no excuses. Yeah, you know, that, that's a very big point. Um, yeah, we haven't seen somebody pull away in this competition. If you ask, uh, you know, my Madden video game, I was very surprised. You know, I, I played through two weeks, and on the second week of the preseason, I saw a weird number out there, and it was, uh, it was Matt Bryant. Yeah, so... <laughs> If Madden predicts anything right, um, maybe Matt Bryan ends up a bear before the first game of the season. Uh, I, I myself did play a quick game of Madden at halftime, and I haven't played 20 yet. And I'm calling anyone out who would like to play me in Madden. I will beat you. I will take your money. I don't <laughs> lose. I haven't played in a year. And I play only on all Madden or I'll play online, but I do not have a system currently. Uh, but I played on my brother's PS4, played against the Packers, good 27 to 10 preview for Take our week one matchup. Oh, never, never a rookie guy. Never <laughs> a rookie guy. So, but yeah, really that, yeah, me too. So that really wraps it up for this week. Um, so looking forward, like you said, to next week, we have the Indianapolis Colts. Thank God it's on a Saturday. Um, you know, we won't see much. I don't know who or if anyone we're going to see for Indianapolis as well. Um, it kind of looks like the league's kind of going that way in general. Um, so, yeah, I actually I'm going to take a step ahead here and say that I almost hope we don't even see Javon Wims next week because. I was, yeah, I was going to be of the same mindset, but I don't know if Nagy will make him feel like he made the team yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe throw him out there for a quarter or so. Because I think, I think no matter what, he will, at the very least, be a practice squad player, at the very least. And if something, God forbid, does happen in weeks three or four, I think he's still going to hang around. So I think, I don't, he's, I think yeah, he's far past think he's, our practice squad, though. Yeah, far past ours. That's, that's worst-case scenario. You know you what know, I'm saying? He's earned he's earned a roster spot in the last two preseasons, but things get, you know what I'm saying like towards the end of the year like last year we both have brought it up on the podcast we would have liked to see the Bears keep Cravon LeBlanc we've seen him make plays in the preseason regular season he made plays he picked off Drew Brees in the first game of the uh, and the first play of the NFC divisional playoff last year yeah. so it's like sometimes you let guys go I don't think that he's in any danger of that but. You want to see his talents get utilized because you see him out. And it is just preseason. It may be 
second and third string guys, but these are no scrubs, you know what I'm saying? Well, but he went out against the ones today, so... Well, yeah, and he did, and he yeah, proved it last year too in the Minnesota game in Week 16. So he's yeah. he's definitely proved to Nagy and Durant Pace that he deserves a spot on that 53-man roster. I mean, he's number six, but yes, um, and that's the biggest fight. I will I will go circles with this one because for everybody that thinks um, that Javon Wim should go out there and always be with the starters, I'm sorry, he's not ready for that. But I do want him a lot in red zone aspects of it because he is somebody that can go up and get the ball. He's a big body, but he hasn't, he at this point has not earned to be one of the top four receivers because you have way too many. You have five guys. We've gone over this so many times. There's five guys in front of him. He's number six. He's probably not going to be on the active roster from week to week, but that is what it is, you know, and he'll be there when he needs to be, but we'll be fine. The turnaround at wide receiver the last two years has been absolutely insane. So keep going. We'll be fine. Let's get through the last two preseason games healthy and continue this fight forward and wait till September 5th to uh, stomp on the throats of the Green Bay Packers and the Swiss cheese defense that, you know, will be there. Yeah, and and that's, you know, I'm not worried about the Packers. Javon Wims, uh, as far as him being the sixth receiver, you know, they won't have too much work for him, but we've all brought it up, me, you, and Pat, is he will have to pick up some slack on the team's aspect of it. So yeah. if he wants to see the playing field, he's going to have to look to fill that type of role that Josh Bellamy had last year, whether it's running down on punts or being on kickoff. So that's one of those things. As one of the tweener guys on the roster, you just have to prove your worth in every aspect, you know, in all three phases of the game. Right, and, and I will ask this because I actually have not, uh, I, I've not really seen it. But has he really been on any kick coverages at all? Because I don't think I've really seen him. I yeah, I don't either. I <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, that's a concern for me because unless you're filling yeah, you know, but yet again, if you're filling that roster spot somewhere else that somebody is. That's not great for him either because then that just means less chances that you're on the field. You know, if you're not if you're not on that kick return team and say, you know, you know, on the fifty three man roster, but yet they're gonna make all six corners active one week and decide only five wide receivers, well he's the odd man out for not having any, you know, ability on that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I think it's up from here. Uh, to end this, really, I have the only thing I'm disappointed in is very little uh, work from the tight ends tonight. I'm pretty disappointed in that. Um, so it's very concerning to me where they're going in that, right? Unless, you know, they stick with the four, which to me would be obviously Burton, Shaheen, um, Soul, and Broniker, really. That's kind of how it's going to seem to be right brandon yeah that's where i would believe it's at right now the the guys that were tweener or you know fringe roster guys didn't really make a move to uh bronicker's proved himself year in and year out whether it's been in a training camp or you know on the practice squad or even in games so uh and so uh i almost said so well soul <laughs> soul he he's a converted offensive lineman and he actually scored that touchdown against the Rams last year so he yeah. obviously is learning a new position, so we're going to have to work with him. But 
I, my thing is, is I'm not sold on Shaheen, but what other option do we have? Oh. Well, by him not being active tonight shows you what their view on him is. Yeah, but the thing is, is we, we just haven't seen that. We haven't seen him do anything yet, and he hasn't been on the field long enough to prove that. And, you know, we want to see him out there. He, he's six foot seven. I don't know exactly how much he weighs, but he's a physical specimen. He should give defensive backs and linebackers fits all day. I believe they were calling him Baby Gronk when he was coming out. Absolutely. I know, yeah, I know Trey Burton is going to put in his work and he's going to be Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky's safety blanket like he was last year. But as far as that goes, you know, do you really think between Broniker and Sowell or Soul, um, will provide like a second? you know, quality receiver if Sheen is hurt, which he has showed over the last few years. Right. Yeah. That's uh, that's the issue that we're, you know, that we're saying. And, you know, Bunting made some good catches last week but didn't do anything this week. And then, you know, you picked, I think it was uh, Dax Raymond you picked last week for your player of the week. Yeah. And he yeah. didn't do much there. No, he didn't. He made, I think, a tackle <laughs> on special teams. Special um, teams. But, see, that's, you know, even if he didn't get any catches, that tackle doesn't matter. It, and it does. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's going to be a tough road for a lot of them. But, you know, that's another position that's just kind of wide open. So we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, we'll have to, in the next couple weeks here, we're going to have to get some 53-man uh, roster predictions out there because some spots are going to be interesting. I really think so. So, you know. Yeah. I think we should honestly shoot for after next week, you know, a podcast, either the preview podcast or, you know, if we run a preview podcast for the fourth game of the preseason or even maybe an emergency podcast just to do that, just to cover that. I think that's something that would be quality content and it would be a great idea. Um, but, yeah, also I think uh, as far as practice squad, maybe we could also shape up, you know, what we think the practice squad will be because – you had brought it up before we started the call. Um, you know, the NFL used to do 90 man to 75 down to 53. Now we're just going 90 to 53 with the occasional player getting waved here and there, you know. You know, and, so. and technically the Bears are sitting at 89 on their roster right now since they uh, – we didn't even cover that. Would yeah, they, go uh, ahead and cover that before we wrap it up. Definitely cover that. Yeah, they, uh, you know, they waved Emmanuel Hall, who everybody thought was going to be the very last receiver on this roster – and uh, they mo- made the move to let him go, and he walked. Next day, he upped with uh, Tampa Bay. You know, good luck to him. Um, there's nothing negative to say. He just unfortunately couldn't stay healthy for us, and they felt like they had enough competition here to, um, you know, uh, keep the battle alive because this also puts Emmanuel Hall, thankfully for him, it puts him in a better spot to at least go out and um, get a chance with a new team earlier on than later on because, you know, if he waits, you know, that that big cut comes. And you got to think that puts a lot of these players, you know, in a bad spot because you're talking about, um, you know, over a thousand players lose their job in one day. It's 1,184 players that get cut you know within about give or take a couple you know get cut in one day and that's a lot of people that get you know lose a job that day yeah they'll they'll make practice squads maybe another team will pick them up but you also knew that Emmanuel Hall was not going to make this roster anymore 
And if he were to have gotten cut by that point, somebody else is going to scoop him up. He's not even going to be on your practice squad. Um, so good luck to him in Tampa Bay. Hopefully he can do something and it actually gives him the opportunity to show out and actually, you know, be a part of a squad because unfortunately he wasn't going to make it here. And, yeah, and that's, that's that. something that's something as a football fan you love to see. You want to see these guys that were undrafted free agents, you know, let the dreams that they've had their whole lives come to fruition. Um, as far as Emmanuel Hall goes, we wish him nothing but the best in Tampa Bay. Also, in uh, old Bears news, Cam Meredith did sign, a, I believe, a waiver contract with the uh, New England Patriots. So he didn't work in New Orleans. We ended up getting rid of him. Wish him the best as well as uh, or in New England. And then uh, Chase Daniel, 0-2 all-time as a Bear against the Giants. Tariq Cohen cannot bail us out tonight uh, via, the running, <laughs> via the running back pass. <laughs> so... It is what it is. It's preseason. You live and you learn. Chase Daniel is going to be our backup quarterback. There's nothing we can do about it. Uh, we just want to make sure that he's ready for those situations. If Mitch does go down or if there's a precautionary lesson uh, that we don't want to start Mitch, we still want to go out and get the win. Because as you saw last year, had we have had you know a first-round bye or a better situation in our playoff matchup, which you know games like the Giants game that you look at last year that should have been winnable games, cost you know seeding in the playoffs because had we have tied with the rams we in the tiebreaker because we beat them so those are things that you know looking back on last season small things that you don't want to have a read of this year if your opponent is inferior you got to go out and beat them no questions asked so yep and my last thought for tonight is you know this team needs to Continue working on these penalties and the special teams because both of them were absolutely abysmal tonight. So let's get that right because um, it's yet again on two weeks in a row where this special teams is just not doing doing it for me. So um, that's my final thought. Uh, we'll see everybody, you know, for the indie game next week. Uh, any final thoughts, Brandon, leading into next week? Bear down, and definitely let's kick a thousand field goals now because nothing else matters at this point. We yeah. just need we, no, not nothing else matters, but we definitely need to get this kicker situation squared away. And you would like to see some more productivity out of the offensive player because you got to remember, at the end of the day, you're fighting for a roster spot and 155 yards in any level of football for any game on a hundred yard field is not acceptable. Yep. So as we said. Bear down. We'll see everybody in Indianapolis next week for the Colts game on Saturday night. So, as I said, and we'll close off here, everybody have a great Friday night. Go to ontapsportsnet.com to check out all of your Chicago sports literature needs. And don't forget to check out all of our fantastic podcasts that are rolling out. Got tons and tons of content coming everybody's way. But don't forget, bears are the heart of the city, and we'll just continue to bear down. Everybody have a great night. See you next time, Brandon. Bear down.